Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast Two Sober Chicks. Welcome to April 12th, 2020. Yes, today is Easter Sunday, and yesterday I decided to observe Silent Saturday, which is the day between Good Friday and Easter Sunday, where Jesus lays in the tomb, um, by being silent. So I did not podcast yesterday. But what it made me think about, and uh, whether or not you are religious is fine. Um, I try to respect everybody's religious beliefs on here. Um, I am Christian. And I find that there's a lot of parallels between Christianity and our addiction and our journey in recovery. So yesterday, I was thinking about um, obviously observing the day between the crucifixion and the resurrection and how it parallels how we have to die to ourselves in addiction before we are reborn as people in recovery, um, which is a really painful process. We have to die to that person who uses whatever they need to use in order to come outside of themselves or to rise above themselves or to forget about themselves or to deal with emotions and feelings and things in our lives. We can't be that person anymore going into recovery. So we have to die to our addiction in order to overcome it. And there's people in recovery that I know, me being one of them, where we had to write letters to either our drug of choice and bid farewell to it, but also who we were in that time, because who we are in addiction is not going to work to become who we want to be in recovery. And although we are the same spirit, and generally the same person, because our spirit never changes, and our soul never changes, we have to become very different people. And we often think of becoming a different version of ourselves, which is true, but we become a way better version of ourselves. I initially thought when I got sober that I just wanted my old life back. And had I gotten my old life back, I would have continued drinking. I got a whole new life, a whole new perspective on life, new friends, a new attitude, a new perspective. And then from there opened up new opportunities. Um, When I got sober, I was at the end, which I didn't know at the time. I was at the end of a marriage that was slowly killing me. Um, Not because I had an abusive husband at the time. But just because it was a marriage that I entered wanting partnership and love and support. And I was more like a Rapunzel kept in a tower uh, with no real relationship. And it was killing me because I wasn't being fed. And there were times where I didn't feed him either. Um, But I was a uh, housewife and a stepmom and I had a dog And uh, my life was going to be lived as a stepmom and a wife, which I actually love those roles. And there's like, there's a large part of me that can't wait to do that again. But becoming a person in recovery and living a woman living in recovery, um, I have a very different life now. I'm single, newly single. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It's a very... as. It's a very complicated situation. Um, 
I've basically been single for the last eight years with um, little bouts of dating and most recently, um, basically a two and a half year relationship of which was spent four or five months in actual relationship with the man and a lot of time apart and a lot of pain and suffering. So it's very difficult for me to say I've been single for eight years because that's not exactly true. But it's also a very weird space of being in a non-relationship. Anyways, I don't know why I'm telling you this. What I'm trying to say is that in recovery, I have been separated and divorced, the most painful thing I've ever gone through in my life. But where I am today is a woman that has been in higher education for three and a half years, uh, which when I got sober, I was a high school dropout. Um, I live on my own. I'm very happy on my own. I do an incredible amount of service work. I have traveled like crazy. I have new best friends. I have a new tribe. I have a rock solid faith. Uh my life, I live like a rock star. I'm free from my addiction and therefore all opportunities are open for me. So had I gotten back my old life, which was to stay married and to stay that housewife and to stay that person, I never would have had the inner fulfillment that I do now and the wealth of opportunities that have been presented to me now. And not everybody gets divorced and not everybody has a new uh, career path per se. But when you are freed from the ravages of your addiction, you literally have the choice to say yes to life and all that it can offer you. And there's not one person I know, even if everything outwardly has stayed the same in their lives, that has not said their lives now in recovery are not bigger and better than they ever imagined. Is there still pain and suffering? Absolutely. But we have a promise of a way to overcome that instead of having to drink or drug or shop or sex our way through everything. So I think it's very apropos this weekend. Whether you're Christian or not, we look at the resurrection and the resurrection of the person in recovery is a very real thing. It is full of hope and promise. It is full of love and acceptance. It is full of opportunities. It's the most amazing thing to look at your life before you and say, I wonder what's going to come next. And it's full of glory. And the word, the only word that can really sort of describe it, if there's any word for it, is freedom. So I hope that uh, in looking at your life, in looking at your darkest hours before recovery, and maybe you're there right now and you don't think that you can get there, but I promise you, you can. I absolutely promise you, you can. And if you don't believe that, it's because you have no idea how powerful you are in recovery yet. Uh, I see it all around me. Although we can't be in meetings in person now, jump on a meeting and look at all the miracles staring back at you or speaking. It doesn't take long to hear from people and say, holy shit, if they can do it, I can do it. And to believe what we're telling you in the rooms, which is we were hopeless, we were broken, we were beaten, and then we found recovery and we started to feel hope. And it's steps one, two, three, the first three steps. I can't, he can, let him. Step one, powerless and unmanageable. Two, there is something that can restore us to sanity. Three, it is a higher power. So get doing your steps. If you're wondering, like, when should I do it? The answer is now. You have nothing to lose. 
There's no excuse. There's all kinds of online meetings right now where there are temporary sponsors waiting to sponsor you. That is how myself, me and my newest sponsee um, have started working together. And um, she entered recovery in this time of isolation in COVID. She is in America. I am in Canada. She was wondering why she wasn't feeling better and she was on the edge and she was white knuckling it at times and hadn't had a drink for a couple of months, actually four months, I think it is. And I said, okay, let's do that. Have you done the steps? She said, no, I haven't been able to get to a meeting. I said, do you have a sponsor? She's like, no. I said, okay, it's me. Let's do it. We're going to go. And it's awesome. And it it is just as fulfilling to me as it is, I'm hoping, to her. So get on it, peeps. And if you're feeling restless, irritable, and discontented, it's okay. That's what this time brings. Sink into acceptance. But get back on your step work. Find, reconnect with your sponsor. Reconnect with your community. And we can get this done. We're here for each other. That's how this fellowship works. So happy Easter Sunday. I'm happy to be with you today. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.